Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The fabulous Filipino brothers consist of four vignettes that follow the lives, for better and for worse, of four brothers as the Filipino-American family prepares for the ultimate Filipino event, a wedding. A blue-collar family, they share the same house, save one, and uh, I'll go leave it there. And we're joined today by the director and co-writer of the film, the, the fabulous Filipino brothers, Dante Bosco. Dante, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've had a storied career as an actor, and you've been in the business for a while. What was it about this point in your life when you that you decided you wanted to make a film, particularly a film that feels autobiographical and may not be, but it has a feel of, especially with all your co-writers, what prompted you to want to embark on this journey? I, I have been around for uh, over 35 years now in this crazy business. And, I, you know, like anybody who's been around as long as I have, I mean, we all have our a true Hollywood story when it comes to this town. And it's allowed me a lot of great things from starting out as a break dancer and then becoming an actor, from an actor to, to a poet, to a writer, to a voice actor, to writing plays and then screenplays and then becoming a producer, producing Asian American cinema for the last 10 years. And then ultimately now being able to direct. It was just the right time. You know, I finally get to direct a film. Um, again, it's not something I set out when I started as a break dancer in the 80s, you know, it's just the journey, you know, I'm just a, I'm a lifer, you know, in this industry, I'm one of those guys that's a lifer that's been around forever, probably going to be around forever. And, and it was time for me to direct a film. And I, I really just leaned on the advice I give to young filmmakers. Uh, when I talk to them, write what you know, write what you know, tell your story and, uh, and start from there. And that really, that idea really blossomed into what became the Fabulous Filipino Brothers. That is great advice. And I often hear the same thing from other filmmakers. It is, yeah, it's, it's dauntingly difficult to make a film, no matter what, where you are in your life, no matter who you are. And just to embark on that without having a real a feel for the story that you want to tell is often going to end in disaster. So it, the, the thing about the fabulous Filipino brothers is it has a lived-in feel to it. This is something that, that's why I said it may or not may not be autobiographical or biographical in some way, but it feels like it is. Tell me what the basis of it, because as I mentioned, your co-writers, Ariana, Dante, yourself, Darian, and Dionisio, all of those together wrote the film. So tell me how yeah. that collaboration worked. Well, Mike, you, you're definitely right to feel it's somewhat autobiographical. It's, it's a Complete fiction. The whole story is fiction. However, I could have I could have easily just put those words before the film started, inspired by true events, because all these stories were inspired by and steeped in, you know, the stories of my family and extended family and uh, and the folklore of my family. So when we went about writing it, it was important to me a to 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 get the best cast possible. Another thing you tell you tell young filmmakers like get a good cast. And these ca the cast happens to be my brothers, some of the closest people in my life, and not just because they're my brothers and we grew up together and we lived in the same room and we lived in the same house for so many years, but we also studied acting together for over 20 years in conservatory. And 
my hack as a first time director, you know, my, my, my hack on, on the system is I've actually been able to see all these guys, every performance they've ever done in their lives. I was there with them through all of it, through breakdancing in the streets of San Francisco to doing plays at school and acting classes to doing off, off Broadway theater stuff to doing bit lines on TV shows to doing bigger roles on TV shows and films and being series regulars on different shows. I, we, we've seen each other do everything. So the, the information that we had on each other and creating the project, playing to each other's strengths, really creating characters that really accent who they are as people and then really give them a platform to do what they can actually do, which as a lot of actors out there in Hollywood know that we can do a lot of things, but the reality is all actors, whether you're Asian or not, black, white or other, you rarely get to actually do what you can do in this town. And so the fact that I'm directing this film and I'm writing this film, I really wanted for my brothers to have roles that, you know, to show, to show the world and to show Hollywood, like what these guys could really do. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the, the story itself. As I said, in the introduction, we follow the lives of these four brothers and sisters as well in the film. And tonally, the film goes back and forth between comedy, melodrama, and real drama in the sense of that all their lives have are complicated in some way or another. They're trying to get to a certain point where they can prove themselves as brothers, right. prove themselves as members of the family, as that they that they belong. That's not an easy thing to write, and it's not an easy thing to pull off in terms of the performances that you get out of each one of them. Does it always start out as this sort of the way that you envision telling the story, kind of waving in and out of different elements? Well, like like I said, we grew up together and we studied together, and, we, yeah. and we're all we're all pulling from vast things in our life and our life creatively, also. And I said, we study together. This is film school. So we're film lovers. When we're, in, we're talking about that, you're talking about spending 20 years in conservatory, acting together, watching films together, watching plays together, seeing each other do plays. All the best stuff that we've done throughout the years, I try to put in this movie. And the things that impacted us, when I originally pitched this film to Signal Entertainment, which is a studio out of the Philippines, I told them I want to direct my first film. It's called The Fabulous Filipino Brothers. It's, it stars me and my real brothers. Instantly, they were like, okay, this sounds interesting. And they said, what is a film? And I said, the film is my big fat Greek wedding yeah. mashed up with Pulp Fiction. And they said, what? And I was like, okay, not, not the violence of Pulp Fiction. We're not going out doing anything crazy like that. But the vignettes of Pulp Fiction, the calamity of Pulp Fiction, again, the comedy and the drama and, and whether or not people get some of the things that we're pulling from. We pull from a lot of stuff in this movie. We pull from that. We pull from early Woody Allen. We pull from early Mammoth stuff to Rabe stuff to Hurley Brothers. We're, we're pulling a lot of things from Godfather and the brothers. There's a lot of things in our repertoire of what we've learned and what we've loved and, and how we interpret it in certain scenes. It comes out, Tom Jones. There's things that, that we've done and that we've seen each other do. And as artists, you know, it's one of those great things. The Beatles, you know, still from the best, make it your own and, and, and put it out there. And, and we wear our heroes on our sleeves for sure. Did you mention Hurley Burley in your? Oh, Hurley Burley, of course, yes, Hurley Burley. That's one of I have not heard anyone talk about Hurley Burley, and I love that film. I, I I'm, I'm so that's an interesting reference. So, yeah, yeah, the guys talking to each other, the overlapping, the way yeah. the dialogue, and just the guys being guys yeah. and being, you know, kind of maybe not the nicest guys in the world. And again, it's, it's about flawed characters. It's about the monologue. You know, we, if you watch the film. We're doing this filmmaking, but we're also writing monologues for each other, which is not always so 
in style in, in, in Hollywood cinema. Tarantino, of course, has a lot of pontification. A lot of theater does come from that. And so we, we did a, a, an essence of that. You see these actors, including myself, get to do these crazy monologues where you're like, okay, this guy's going to talk for like three pages. Yeah, let him go. And, and, and it's, it was fun. It was exciting. We broke a lot of rules. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Dante Bosco, and he is the director as well as co-writer and co-producer of the film, The Fabulous Filipino Brothers. It is going to be available on a variety of different platforms beginning on February 8th. I believe it had a theatrical run or it's in the middle of a theatrical run right now. Yeah, we're in the middle of our theatrical run. We got picked up by Regal for a limited uh, theater release for the last month. And we're touring right now at certain theaters, uh, West Coast and East Coast with the brothers for in-person Q&As. But it's dropping for everybody nationwide on February 8th on Apple and Google and Amazon. So it's exciting to finally get it out there. As I mentioned, writing and co-producing, you have brothers and sisters involved in that as well. Um, what is that like? To are you, the, are you the lead dog in this? How does do you get together? Is there... Is there a, you know, a back and forth? How did you, when writing something like this? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's family. It's family. <laughs> so there's always, there's always the dynamic of family. But this particular film, once I got it sold, I went to my brother, Darian, and we, we wrote the first draft and we banged it out. And we, you know, I've been developing this for a while. So we were able to get to that first draft pretty good. But then we're talking about really, you know, intimate stories in our family. And, and we were, tip, tip, were tiptoeing around some very sensitive subject matter for everybody. And so bringing in my brother Dion to come do a lot of comedy stuff and my sister to come and especially to round up the female voices and really strengthen those voices. It became a family affair and we're commenting on family. So we all wanted to come with, with the utmost respect to the writing and who we all know, even though the world doesn't know what you're talking about, what stories you're commenting on, the characters you're commenting on, we all do. And we all wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure that we were all on board at the same time. And, you know, they all know I'm the director. It's, it's ironic. It's a family thing. I'm not the oldest brother. I'm the third of five siblings. And everyone is strong actors and strong-minded people themselves. But they, I feel honored that they had trust in me to kind of lead this one and uh, and collaborate. But, you know, at the end of the day, I did have the final word on certain things, but it's really a, a collaborative, like all films are. It takes a village to make a movie. In this case, it took a family. And the film has a big cast. As yeah. watching the, the credits scroll, there's a lot of people involved in this. And uh, just the sheer daunting task of coordinating all of these different things, especially as your first time as a film director, must have felt like you were trying to scale a mountain here. Somewhat ambitious with a bit, such a big cast and, and shooting in two different countries and being funded from another country then ultimately selling it in this country. I linked heavily on my on my team, as, as you have to do, uh, very close with my producing partner, Ron Erickson, partners in the, the company, The Machine. We've been working together for a few years. And me and Ron went back and forth to the Philippines 14 times in like two and a half years to, to, to set up and close this film. And it took that work. And as people out there listening, you may know anything about indie filmmaking. You got a very small budget. We have a very ambitious project. I think we shot this whole film in 16 days of oh shooting. Jesus. Yeah, in about, uh, I think, six weeks in two countries. So, again, very ambitious. And we somehow pulled it off. Like, you know, it's a minor miracle for any film to get pulled off, but we, we pulled it off. And, and we were rewarded, ultimately, by premiering at South by Southwest Film Festival last year, which is was a, 
an honor to be in also. Well, congratulations on that. And also, while it's the fabulous Filipino brothers, there are so many strong female performances. The roles, the women in here are amazing all to a person. They're all really, really good in this film. No, they're amazing. So I have to definitely, you know, send big shouts out to Cheryl Sai, played yeah. opposite of brother Derek, and then Crystal Kwan, played opposite of my brother Dion. And Solani Yusef, I'm very honored. She's one of the biggest stars in the Philippines to come in and play opposite of me. And then Lisa LaPera, who's now on The Equalizer, with Quinn Latifah, she came in, she played opposite my brother Darian. They, they really kept it down. And, and if you watch, you know, don't want to give away too much, but the film, when you see my sister, it explains how important, even though we're talking about the fabulous Filipino brothers, women, we owe it a lot to women to hold it down for us, for sure. Yeah, and I, I hesitate to say this because there are, all of them are strong performances, but the relationship <clears throat> between um, Lisa and your brother Arian, that was a really wonderful vignette in the film. Their relationship, how that unfolds. Your brother plays kind of a, a man who's gone through a lot of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. He's really trying to come out of himself. He's lost his heart. And the two of them together played off of each other extremely well in the film. I really thought that was a real strength. Thank you so much. That really is, uh, that that vignette's really the heart and soul of the film. And very, again, a story that's uh, an origin story for my family. So it's, it's a very real story in, in our family and, and how our family got created. You know, we, we approached it in a way where we wanted to be respectful of it, but also find the, the humor in it and find the, the fabulousness in it. And then, you know, Darian and Lisa working together was phenomenal, really, really beautiful. I mean, it's one of my favorite things in the film also. I just, I just love that, that piece too. Very poetic. Yeah. Um, again, we're, we're, again, we're, you know, this is film school. So I know it's film school. So I want to talk to you guys about filmmaking. Again, another thing that we, we were inspired by, Moonstruck, Shanley. There's aspects of Moonstruck in that piece. Just we try to just infuse things that we love and let that inspire us as we're we're making stuff and and putting into the stories we're telling. As you're saying it, I'm replaying that vignette in my mind, and there are particular points that very much mirror Nicolas Cage and share in some very key scenes in in Moonstruck. Definitely see it there, and also the cultural elements that you bring into the film. I love the dancing in the um, in the music hall. I love the music. There's just so many things here that set the tone. They set they are the setting for the film. But this is a human story about four brothers and a family and a wedding and all of these different relationships. So, congratulations to you on this film. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah it is a cultural event. And I love being able to represent for our community and, and share things from the food to the dancing to, to very idiosyncratic little things about what make us Filipino or aspects of us being Filipino. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's a universal story. It's about family. When Tanya when films picked it up, they were like, you know, we love your movie. We want to buy your film. And we're an American company. We're not an Asian company. We're not buying this film because it's an Asian film. We're buying this film because we watched the film and we saw our siblings in your siblings. We saw our families in your families, and that was the biggest compliment. And so I hope uh, I hope everyone out there gets to really enjoy the film and celebrate their families. Where do we send them for the, the website for, for this? Um, well, go to fabfilipinobros.com, and okay. you'll see everything available from the downloads on all the different websites. 
as well as merchandise and, and what we're doing with the film touring it around. That will also be posted at the filmschoolradio.com website. So you'll be able to go through that to get to it. And my con- again, my congratulations, the film, the fabulous Filipino brothers. It is going to be available on multiple platforms beginning on February 8th. Be looking for it and I look forward to more. I hope you're, uh, you've been, been bitten by the bug, the directorial bug, and you'll come back and join us again. Thank you, Mike. There's a few things on the slate ahead. So maybe we'll be talking in the future. Okay. Dante Brasco, the director, co-writer, and co-producer of the fabulous Filipino Brothers. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music